Hey, I want to welcome you to the online sermon ministry at Coastal Community Church, and we are so glad that this is a part of your spiritual journey is watching the sermon online. And, and uh, But we have a deep conviction at Coastal Community Church that part of our spiritual growth is also to be a part of a Christian community in a local church. And so while we hope that this sermon supplements your spiritual growth, uh, we all want to encourage you to be a part of a local church. And so if you live in our community and you don't have a local church home, we'd love to encourage you to join us at uh, one of our two services. Uh, we just recently relocated, so we meet at 101 Village Avenue in Yorktown, uh, Virginia, and we have two service times, 9, 15, and 11 o'clock. So if you don't have a, a home church, I want to invite you to attend one of our services. Okay, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and uh, I want to, that's going to be our jumping off place. If you don't have a Bible, there's probably one in a chair in front of you. Uh, if you don't own a Bible, okay, do me a favor, take that one with you. That's our gift to you. We would love for you to, to have a copy of the Word of God and to read it and, and, and digest it and, and really live it is what we're hoping. So, uh, so it's great to be here. Grand opening Sunday, right? Isn't that great news? So it's a great morning of celebration. And uh, I'm going to recognize some people along the way, and uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to celebrate the things that the Lord has done for us as a church body. And, uh, and then we're going, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of vision this morning, where we're going, because we haven't arrived by any means. Uh, there's still work to be done, and so I, I hope to motivate you uh, before we get out of here this morning. You, did you know that in New York City, uh, on a snow day, if the city shuts down because of snow, it costs the city of New York somewhere from the neighborhood of 500 million to up to a billion dollars in lost revenue for one snow day. Now, I was thinking about snow. I, I love snow. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I know a lot. There's a lot of snow haters. All right. If you're a snow hater, shame on you. All right, the Bible even references snow as a picture of how the Lord covers our sin, all right? So shame on you the next time you think ill of snow, all right? I love it. I'm like a kid, man. When they're calling for snow, I'm up, I'm watching the weather, I can't wait. And, you know, I have a type of job that I just take off if it snows, all right? So that kind of thing. But, but you know, a single flake of snow probably isn't going to do that much damage, Right? I mean, unless you live in the Hampton Roads area, then they clear the shelves at the supermarket. But that's a whole other story. But, you know, a single fake of snow is probably not doing a whole lot, right? And so I kind of, I Googled this. I, in our culture, we call this research. I did research, all right? And I, I Googled this, and I wondered, how many flakes of snow does it take to blanket New York City and five inches of snow? You ready? It takes... About five quintillion snowflakes to blanket New York City in five inches of snow. Five quintillion. That's, that's five with 18 zeros behind it, right? That's how much snow it takes. Now, again, I, the idea of one snowflake not doing a lot of damage, but, man, you, you couple together a bunch of these pea-sized flakes, right? And you pile them together, and, and you can shut down a city like New York. And, in fact... If you were to couple together 15 quintillion snowflakes, all right, you could shut down a city for about a week, right? That's the power of small things coming together to do something large. Does that make sense? I hope you see where I'm going with this this morning. Several years ago, Coastal Community Church, we... Uh, uh, had a, a we, we started out in a school, Grafton High School, and we met there for eight years while we located some land and 
purchased it and built a building and almost in about three years after we'd purchased that building and got into it, we were maxing it out. And so three years in, we knew, man, we, we got a challenge in front of us, right? And so we took the next couple years and we, we began, began to pray and we were like, Lord, we need, we need seating capacity. And we really targeted three things that we needed, right? We needed seating capacity, we needed parking space, and we needed children's space. All, all of those were to capacity in our previous building. And so we began to pray and we began to kick around some ideas of, you know, Lord, what can we do? Where can we go? We talked about campuses. We talked about all kinds of things. And then it came to our attention that this building, the old Kroger building, it's the last time I'll ever call it that, okay? It's now the home of Coastal Community Church, but uh, the old Kroger building was available to us. And so as a church, we, we began to investigate and pray about the opportunity to purchase that old space and build it out for the home of of Coastal Community Church. But one of the things that was abundantly clear when we began this process is there was no way that we were going to purchase this location, build it out, and have a spot for corporate worship where you're sitting this morning unless every single person who said, you know what, Coastal Community Church is my home church, linked arms together and says, we're going to do this together. No one person could do this by themselves. Is that clear? So you sit here this morning because a lot of people said, you know, I want, I want to be a, a part of that. I, I, the Lord has given us this opportunity. We felt like as a church, man, it was a strategic location right in the center of our peninsula. If you drew a bullseye on this peninsula, this is the location. And we were just thankful to the Lord for the opportunity. But we realized, you know what, it's going to take a sacrifice of time, talent, and treasure Okay, to make that happen. And so this morning, by the way, do me a favor, get your bulletin out, all right? I really want you to see inside the bulletin before I preach this morning. I want to recognize, I'm not going to go through this individually, okay, because that would, we'd be here all morning and then I wouldn't get to preach and God forbid I didn't get to preach. So, um... So uh, we want to thank some people. It took a lot of people. And so in your handout is a, is a card stock, okay? And there are um, both volunteers on here as well as some contractors that you as a church contracted with. Many of them are here this morning. We invited them, and, and they're here this morning for our 915 service. You're certainly, we'd love to have you guys for the 11 o'clock. I understand if you can't be there, but love to have you. So these are, these are the people that really gave some talent uh, to, to help us get in this building. So if your name or your business is on this card, would you do me a favor? Would you stand? And we want to thank you for linking arms with us and helping us move in this building. Please stand. I know you're in here. Don't be shy. I'm going to make you stay standing, okay? Thank you. Stay standing. Stay standing. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Thank you, Verit. Don't sit down, okay? Um, and so these are some folks that brought some expertise to the table, you know, that, that I didn't have myself and that some of our team didn't have. And, and so thank you all very, very much. I know you all put in many, many hours uh, behind the scenes. Uh, many of the things that you see around here happen because these people went over and above. Now, I want to I I give a visual illustration of my snowflake illustration, okay? 
if you're in this room and you gave any time to demolition, to painting a wall, to uh, building something so that we could have worship services and do ministry here, uh, if you gave some of your talent, like there was an expertise that you brought, uh, or if you gave some of your financial resources through our Beyond campaign to make this, this vision that we felt like the Lord gave us a reality, would you do me a favor? Would you stand? I want you guys to see how many people it took to make this a reality. All right, great job. Man, that's amazing. Don't sit down just yet. Don't just stand. don't sit down. No, no, don't, 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 don't sit down. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. All right. I wish you could be up here, okay? But I, I want you to look around the room because at the end of my sermon this morning, I'm, I'm going to give us some vision, okay? I want I want you guys to know where we're going as a church, and and the church. I'm already preaching point three, okay? The church is the church is people. This building is not a church. The church is people. And God has called us to worship our Savior, Jesus Christ, but he's also called us to serve our community and make the gospel go forward. And all the people it took to link arms together and, and move us into this location, it's going to take all these people and more for us to move forward where we're going. We have some big dreams that the Lord is laying on our hearts to make Jesus famous in our community and all around the world. We want every single person that's in this room to be a part of that. Okay, so let me pray. Let's thank the Lord for uh, all that he's equipped us for to move into this location. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for everybody standing here this morning. I want to thank you for our contractors. I want to thank you for our volunteers who... who, who, who um, donated uh, some, some extra level of expertise so that we could do our ribbon cutting this morning and, and, and worship here in what used to be an old bread store. God, they used to sell bread here. You know, now, now we're offering the bread of life and the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we praise you for that, Heavenly Father. And, and I just want to thank you for everybody standing. But God, I also want to praise you, and I'm excited about the future of Coastal Community Church. We're just, we're just scratching the surface of where you want us to go and how, what you want us to be for the fame of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I pray your hand of blessing. Everybody that, that, that's standing here this morning gave a labor of love to the gospel of Christ. And, and I pray, Father, that your hand of blessing would be upon them. You bless their businesses, bless their homes, bless their finances, God, uh, that you would just continue to move in front of them. And most of all, God, I pray that we would all grow to know Christ more and more. And so thank you for this great morning. We're here not just to celebrate the works that have been done, but we're here to celebrate you, our Heavenly Father. Uh, we believe you set this building apart for this church, for this season of ministry, God. And so we are grateful to you. We give you thanksgiving and we give you praise for all that you're doing uh, for your fame and for your glory. And it's in Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Let's give the Lord a praise, all right, and thank you all for your service. And let's dive in this morning, all right? I'm going to try to move quickly, get you guys out of here, all right? A church must link arms together. That's by its very definition, that's what a church is, okay? I've entitled this sermon Linking Arms because I wanted you to see, I wanted you to see the visual nature of what it took for us to move from our old location to this new location. It took almost everybody in this room had to stand and say I was a part of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul writes this in verse 18. He says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the 
feet, I don't need you. And the Apostle Paul goes on to define the idea of a body. This is one of the great illustrations of the local church that the Apostle Paul, he talks about the body. I remember, this, I just got back from Africa a couple weeks ago on one of our plane rides. One of the people I was sitting next to, he said, asked me a kind of an odd question. He goes, have you ever broken a bone? And I said, yeah, I've broken two. I broke my pinky and I broke my big toe, right? And I mean, if you could pick one to break, those would probably be the ones, right? But I remember even in that, the small, some of the smallest bones of the body, it's like, man, it really set my weeks aside. Like, it, you know, it changed things for me with just your big toe being broken. Suddenly you couldn't play sports. And of course, I've never been able to play sports, but I wanted to, uh, you know. And so it's like, man, it just kind of changes things for you. And the Paul here is saying that the church, if you're not involved, every part of the body is important. If you're not involved, we, as a church, we're limping forward, if you will. We're not fulfilling the vision that the Lord has given us. It's, it's football season, right? Woo, I love the NFL, you know, and, um, and I think the Redskins play today. I don't know, but it um, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just kidding. I just lost my audience. Never lose your audience, right? So go skins. Um, so whatever. Um, but... Um, <clears throat> You know, I've used this illustration before, and so the football people will get it, the rest of us won't, but, you know, it was made famous in a movie about 10 years ago, and, and, and it's, the, it's the guy on the football team. And by the way, when a coach game plans in football, there's 11 v. 11, right? And, and so the, each of these people have something that they need to do. They have a responsibility. And no coach does a game plan and says, well, I'm just going to leave two of the, I'm just going to game plan with half the team. You know, I don't need the other half, right? And so in football, there's this guy that's on the, on the offensive line. And, and for many years until this movie came out, this was like the unsung hero of most football teams. Because when you have a right-handed quarterback, and by the way, the, right, the quarterback gets all the glory, doesn't he? Like, oh, the quarterback, he's so great, right? You know, Tom Brady, blah, 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 you know, kind of thing. It's so... You know, it's uh, like he, when the quarterback's right-handed and he goes to throw the football, okay, so he turns to throw downfield, his backside is exposed, and this is called his what? Blindside, good, yeah, the blindside. And so the responsibility of making sure he doesn't get his head taken off by some 300-pound guy that's really angry on the other side of the football line, okay, the responsibility of protecting him is a guy called the left tackle, right? And the left tackle has to block. And in, in a football game, if you watch any football today, the only time you hear the name of the left tackle called is when he does something wrong, right? You, you, never, you don't even know who he is until the flag is thrown or, you know, he misses his assignment and the quarterback gets broken in two, right? And so, and so when I was growing up, I'm a huge Seahawks fan, and we had probably one of the best in the game, a guy by the name of Walter Jones. I mean, this guy was unbelievable at being a left tackle, and he made a lot of quarterbacks look really good, but they're kind of unsung. And the Apostle Paul says, listen, when it, when it comes to a church, it takes, comes to taking the gospel forward. We have to link arms together, and every person is important. And, man, you might be a left tackle, you know, and you might not get all the publicity, but you're really important. And we need, church, I really want you to grasp this this morning. For us to go forward, it's going to require that every person that calls this their church home doesn't just sit on the sidelines but says, you know what, i got a part to play in the body of Christ. Does that make sense? And you're a part of this. Every part is important. Now, I, I, for brevity's sake, I, I want to, but I do want to be clear this morning. One of my little pet peeves. If you've been at Coastal Friendly Time, you know it's my pet peeve. Like, don't call this church the don't call this building the church. Okay. 
And I know we do that for brevity's sake. Like, hey, I'm going to the church, you know. And so I've, been, I've taught this so many times. That every time I say that in my household, my youngest son's like, it's not the church. It's a church building. Yes, I know. I'm just being brief, okay. So, you know, but, but, but this, you're the church. If you're here this morning, you're a Christian. You're following Jesus Christ. You are the church. You're a part of the body of Christ. You know, I was, I was just watching our musicians this morning, listening to their voices and you know, there's that part of me that's like, man, I wish I could sing, you know, but God, but, you know, sometimes I just want to turn my mic on and let you all hear the pleasantries that come out of my mouth during worship, like, celebrate this together, you know, and, no, but God didn't give me that part, right, of the gift of the body, and, and, but he gave people, and so everybody's got a part to play, right, and so, and, and so the church, the build, this building, by the way, is a tool for us to do ministry, it's a tool for us to minister to the community. It's a tool for us to gather, to worship God, learn from the Word. But the church is the people. And so if you're here this morning, you, you have a part to play. And I hope if, you're, if you've been visiting Coaster, you're just checking it out, you don't have a home church. Man, honestly, all that I can muster in my being, I want you to be, a, I hope you'll make this your home church. Okay, I really do. I hope you'll join us in membership and be a member here and, and say, you know what, I'm not just going to sit in a chair, but I'm going to be a part of what the Lord is doing, okay? And by the way, one of the reasons we built this building, okay, was so that we could, we could gather regularly to worship God and learn, okay? And, and so one of the reasons we built this building is to encourage to bring encouragement or encouraging our commitment to Jesus Christ. This is to bring encouragement in our commitment to Jesus Christ. Now, if you were here throughout the summer, we went through the, the book of Hebrews. And, and the book of Hebrews is, lifts up the fame of God's son, Jesus Christ. And in two occasions in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, the scriptures say, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your hearts are not evil and unbelieving. Turning you away from the living God, you must warn each other every day while it is still called today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and harden your heart against God. Now, part of the reason we built this building is uh, the Bible is very clear. Like, when it comes to your Christian walk, there are three enemies to your Christian walk. There's the world, there's your own flesh, your own sin nature, and there's Satan himself, right? And so the Scriptures reminds us that we... If, we're not, if we separate ourselves from a local church and we kind of do this solo Christian thing that our hearts can be deceived, actually. Like we can deceive ourselves in thinking we're going on the right path when we're not going on the right path. And so we need each other. We need regular worship, corporate worship. We need, we need small group ministry. We need to be in the Word regularly. And so we gather together regularly so that our, our passion and our heart burns for the things of God. And for eternal things. And so part of the reason we built this building is a gathering. We were out of space, right? And, and, and that kept me and it kept the elders. It kept us up at night. Like, God, we, you know, our old church building, we were out of space. It's like, God, you're sending us people and we can't be maxed out. Like, we, you know, we want this to be a place for people being encouraged in their walk with the Lord. And we're, part of this passion, part of the reason you sit here this morning is this passion to say, we want to build a space big enough where people can be encouraged and, and, and make sure their hearts are not deceived by sin and that they're growing more and more like Christ. And then the author in Hebrews 10 says this. He says, and don't neglect our meeting together, some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. 
And so we built this place. You're sitting here this morning in this old grocery store converted into a tool to do ministry through the local church, okay, a church building. You're sitting here this morning because we wanted to have a place where we could be encouraged to walk more and more like Jesus Christ, keep our mind, our eyes on the things that, hey, one day Christ is going to return. And we wanted to build a place where people could come and, and be encouraged in the things of the Lord, and so God in his grace, he gave Coastal Community Church a, a gathering place right in the center of our peninsula where we can gather for corporate worship. We can sing praises. We can be reminded of God's word. We can be reminded of our need to repent of sin. We can be reminded of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which, by the way, just to be clear, so no one leaves here this, this morning doesn't know what we believe at Coastal Community Church, right? We believe, the gospel of Jesus Christ is this. God sent his own son the second person of the Trinity, born of a virgin, Jesus Christ. He was the God-man. He was 100% God and 100% man, wrapped in flesh. He lived a perfect life, okay? He was without sin. He died a death that you and I deserved. It wasn't just any old death. Of course, it was a horrifying death on the cross, but it was also a substitutionary death where God poured out his wrath on sin on his son. He bore the wrath that you and I deserve for our sin. Then they laid him in a grave, okay? And here's the unique piece to Christianity. If Jesus' body is still in a grave, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, this thing we believe is nonsense. But we believe in the, what's called the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. We celebrate it on Easter Sunday. He rose from the grave. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the grave when we become a follower of him now dwells in us, the Holy Spirit, and he's molding us more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what we're going to hold to. That's the message we want to bring to the whole world. Does that make sense? All right. We're not changing off that. We're not changing off that. And when Jesus talked about his gospel, okay, Mark chapter 1, what's the gospel? He said you must repent and you must believe. There's two very important pieces of that. It's not in your sermon notes, all right? Here we go. Rabbit trail. All right, here we go. Repent and believe. It means there's a sin issue that needs to be repented of where you got to call sin a sin. When God calls a sin, we call it a sin. And we understand God provided for me to reconnect with my creator because God's a holy God. Okay, he provided for that by believing in the person and work of Jesus Christ. When we do that, we are set free from our sin. We're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Even the grave doesn't have final say over those who are followers of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? And I don't know if the Lord will return in my lifetime. I sure hope he does. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, the grave does not have final say over Sean Brown. Jesus Christ does. And I praise him for that. We built this place so that you could hear that message on a regular basis to encourage your faith. It is at the center. That message is at the center of all that we do at Coastal Community Church. It's at the center. We're not moving off of that. In fact, if we ever, if this church beyond my lifetime ever moves off of that message, we become a do-gooder club. I have no interest in that. And I know the people that stood at the, at the beginning of this, didn't, they didn't give their time, talent, and treasure to, to, to move and just become a do-gooder club. But by the way, one of the things you're going to see at the end of this, we're going to show you one of our ministries is our food ministry. And yesterday, I think 250 people gave, came through. That means we probably gave out enough food to feed probably 1,000 people for a week on the peninsula. Praise God for that. And, but even the food ministry, it's not just to alleviate hunger. We want people's bellies to be sure for, for sure. But we, wanted, we give them food so that they know that they're alive. 
loved so that we can give them the, or build bridges to offer them the relationship with God through his son, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't want them to just go home with bread. We want them to know the bread of life. Does that make sense? So do... And so we want to be the hands and feet of Christ. And we, we want to do good things in the community, but it, it, it's never just to do good things. If we dig wells and buy clothing, and, and all, these are all things we've done at Coastal Community Church. Built homes for orphans, and the list goes on. If we do all that, but we're not offering people the eternal message of Christ, then we are not doing anything eternal. The church is about essentially a, a heart to God and a hand to man. It's not an either or, it's a both and, but we want to, at the center of what we're doing, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ so people won't just have an easier life here on earth, although we want to do that. We want people to have eternal life through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we built this place. Now, the only way we can fulfill our vision at Coastal Community Church is to do it together. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to finish this morning with the vision that God is giving Coastal, all right, and how we can continue to link arms together. So we're not done yet. The ribbon-cutting Sunday is not the end. It's a beginning. So let's talk about fulfilling our vision together. The vision that God has given us this morning has everything to do with the commissioning of Jesus Christ. These were Jesus' final words to his disciples in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus said this. Jesus said, Jesus came and he told his disciples before he ascended into heaven, he said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, this is a very famous passage of Scripture. Probably most of you, if you've been here for any length of time, know it. If you've grown up in church, you've heard it preached on. I think what's often overlooked in this passage. Now, we get it in the middle of this, of this teaching of Jesus. It's command of Jesus is to make disciples, to baptize the new disciples, to have eyes for all the nations so that every tribe, tongue, and nation will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We understand the command to teach the new disciples the word of God. We understand the importance of knowing the word and then obeying the word, but sandwiched in this command is the authority of Jesus Christ. He says, all authority has been given to me, and when you go, I'm with you. It's sandwiched around Jesus Christ, and I really believe this. One of the jokes that we have in, in, in our, our uh, elder team meeting, I'll let you in on this. I said this many years ago to one of our elders. He was asking about if we had the financial resources to do something he was dreaming of, and I said, there is always money for vision. He throws that in my face now. There's always money for vision, right? But the reason I believe that is a church that is serious about the commissioning that Christ has given them. He is with them from beginning to end. Yes? And so you're sitting here, the reason we bought this place, the reason you're sitting here had everything to do with the Great Commission. Lord, we don't have enough seats. You're sending us people that want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and we're out of seats, you know. We started to pray, and we're out of parking spaces. And those are very real needs in this culture for people to come and hear the gospel. The children's areas at the old building were packed, you know. And if you're a young parent, and you're bringing ch your child for the first time, and it just looks packed, you, you don't feel comfortable, you know, leaving your kids so that you can hear the message of the gospel. And so we took all this really seriously. We said, Lord, we need to continue to move forward. You're sitting here this morning because of the commissioning of Jesus Christ. 
We want people to be free from the bondage of sin. We want people to have a new life in Christ. And that is what motivated people to be a part of this relocation. That's why people gave so much time over and above their work schedule. So we could sit here this morning and worship Christ corporately. There's, that's why people in this room, I mean, I get it. Like there were people in this room who said, you know what, I'm going to put off buying a new car for a year or two so that we so I can give a little extra so that we can build a place where we can fulfill the commissioning of Jesus Christ. There's people in this room who said, you know what, I'm going to cut my cable. I'm going to forego a vacation. I'm going to stop eating out so much so that I can give of my financial resources to make this vision a reality. It's, it's fueled by the commissioning of Christ. We want to make Jesus Christ famous to every tribe, tongue, and nation. And so... That's the, everything we're doing is about the commissioning of Christ. Now let me talk briefly about the continuing vision. How, how do we want to continue to make Jesus famous? All right, we've, we've built out 25,000 square feet. Uh, I don't know how many chairs we have down this morning. I suspect it's getting near 800 chairs we have down. We think we could probably squeeze in 850 to 900. I don't know, okay, in here. And we, we've got, we're, I think we're over 400 parking places we've navigated and we've got children's space. That's what we've built out so far. But what, what about going forward, right? What's next? All right. So, so here's what I want you to do. I'm going to try to get you out of here. Okay. In short order. Okay. When you, if you have time today, when you leave, I'm going to give you a couple spots that you can look at before you leave. I want you to look at over on this side. Okay. You're right. We've got about 25,000 square feet of space we haven't built out yet. Okay. That's future expansion for Coastal Community Church. Isn't that cool? All right. We've only built out half the building, you know, so only half the building is using, being used for the, for, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so why do we want to build that out? Well, one of the things you're going to see happening in January, uh, we're looking to add a fourth and fifth grade ministry targeting that age group on Sunday morning, okay? Well, actually, our big room over here with our children's ministry, it's not uncommon for us to have 70 kids. We're already outgrowing that space, right? So, uh, so we, want to, we want to carve off fourth and fifth graders. We want to use, put them, Lord willing, in, in, the, in the unfinished space. And we're going to have teachers and we're going to have, and we're going to develop a really nice program so that your fourth and fifth graders can continue to grow in the Lord, right? And we can then begin to transition them both into the adult service on Sunday and into our youth group going forward. Does that make sense? We want to build out that space for our student ministry. One of the things we've never had at Coast Community Church is a dedicated youth space that's available seven days a week to our students, all right? And uh, we've never had that. We're excited about that future, okay? So we're going to build that out. We want to build out small group space. One of the things we're realizing is that the small groups that meet on the premises are actually growing faster than some of the ones in the homes. And so, you know, we'd like to build out small group space. We're even dreaming about building out some recreational space that can be used, okay? And how are we going to do that? Well, we want to build that out as our resources come in, all right? So so going forward on the back end, we're going to build out in cash. Does that make sense? So so as you generously donate to Coastal and we kind of get our financial footing back, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to then pay cash and build out going forward. We want to grow into the building. Number two, second part of our vision going forward. One of the things that I just want to remind you of this, okay? When we moved from our old location to this location, we moved away from a pretty sizable segment of our congregation, and that was the people that were coming from Gloucester. We had about 100 people that were coming to Gloucester on a pretty regular basis, so we're beginning to pray about launching a campus up in Gloucester. Uh, some of y'all know this. There was a church that, um, that decided to shut their doors and gift some of their resources to 
to two churches in the Gloucester area. One of them is us, okay? As of Friday a week ago, we received the deeds to several properties that have been gifted to us in, in Gloucester. And so we're in the process of, Lord willing, liquidating those and building, I guess, if you will, a little bit of a war chest to, to, to plant a, a campus in Gloucester. So if you're entrepreneurial, you're going to want to shelve that away. And when we're ready, we're, we're hopeful to put a campus, Coastal Community Church, Gloucester. That's where we're looking to go. Isn't that exciting? All right. So yeah, that's, that's some of the things that we're praying about. Uh, Lord willing, we, we would love, again, I'm just throwing this out as a prayer piece, we would love to get some land on 17 in Gloucester. All right. We want to be right on the main drag. We want to be where people can, it's visible. Uh, and so that's the second piece. The third thing is this. We need to finish our beyond pledges. All right. We need to finish out what we pledge to do. And um, this is really cool. 14 months ago, as a church, I laid in front of Coast Community Church, hey, we need to raise a million dollars over and above our regular giving, okay, to move into this location. We took in pledges of $950,000 to date. We have raised a little over $800,000. Isn't that cool? I'm very excited about that. Praise the Lord, all right? I, I got to tell you, I don't want us to just hit the 950 mark. I want to see us hit the million dollar mark, okay? And that's going to really help us to, to get our footing under us, get back to uh, kind of the playing field we were on before we moved in here. It's going to allow us to finish paying off all the contracts we got to pay. And so you're a part of that, okay? So I want, here's what I'm going to, I've got some strategies for that going forward. You're going to be hearing more about it, how we can complete that deal in December. Here's what I want you to do, okay? I want you just to commit to praying right now, okay? So if you, fin I know there's all kinds of people in here. Some maybe weren't a part of it, some were, some still in the process, some that finished your pledge, whatever. I just want you to be praying. Lord, you know, we, wanna, we do want to finish this deal in December, okay? And so, and so just begin to pray about, hey, Lord, what is my part? Now, here's the final piece of the vision for you, okay? I want to finish with this. You're a part of what God is doing in his church. You're a part of what God is doing in his church. The church is not some entity out there. Like, we do that with the government, don't we? Well, that's the government's money. I always laugh at that. I'm like, well, where's the, who, who's the government's money? That's my money. You know, it's the taxes, you know? Like, the church is not the church. Like, it's some entity out there. Like, you're the church. Here's the door. Here's the steeple. Open the door or what? That's bad theology. It doesn't rhyme, but here's how we should say it. Here's the door. Here's the steeple. Open the door, and there's the church, right? I get it. It don't rhyme, but this is the church, okay? It's not some entity. I want you to be a part of the church. I want you to be a part of what the Lord is doing, and so how can you do that? Well, I want you to be a member at Coastal Community Church. One of the things we're doing over the next year, um, we've got a charter. Right now we have a little over 400 members at Coastal Community Church. We have a charter that we're going to seal up at the end of the year. And we want this to just be a historical keepsake for the church going forward, okay? And we want all our members to sign and say, hey, we were part of this relocation process to this location here, all right? So how can you sign it? Well, be a member, okay? We're not going to seal it up to the end of the year. So if you're not yet a member, you are part of maybe helping us relocate, but you never officially became a member. The starting place of that is going through our We Are Coastal class, okay? So go to our We Are Coastal. We've got two coming up, all right? 
right? And you'll see them advertised. We've got one coming up on September the 24th, this coming Saturday. If you want to go with that, sign up on the tear-off. Put that in the offering basket. Let us know you're coming. Okay, we've got another one in November, all right? And we want you to become a member. We want you to join a small group. Pastor Jeff said that during the announcements. We're starting a new series next week, six-week series called Distorted. It's going to be an awesome series. We want everybody to be in a small group for six weeks during this series. You can get that information at the welcome desk. Find out, join a small group, journey with other people spiritually, and then we want you to find a ministry and a mission that you serve at Coastal Community Church. All right? Be involved. You're the church. Find a place where you can serve. I'm going to close this with prayer this morning, and then during our offering time, um, I'm going to show you a video. One of the things I want you to know, so we've shown you two videos this morning. One is highlighting some of our ministries at Coastal. Next one's going to highlight some of the missions that we serve in at Coastal. Okay, and so one of the things I want you to know is we take up our offering time. We don't do special missions offering. We believe that the people of God should be generous, all right, uh, because God has been generous with us. We have to understand the gospel. We understand how generous God has been to us. We're generous, okay? And then at Coastal, what we do is we carve off 10% of that, and we make sure it goes to missions, all right, and, and, and serving the world around us. And so, and so this is going to see some of the missions opportunities at Coastal. Some of them are local. Some of them are international. We want to be a part of making Jesus famous in every tribe, tongue, and nation, okay? So let me pray, okay, when I'm done praying. We're going to take up our offering. Uh, If you're a guest with us this morning, please, please, please know we are not after your money, okay? So don't feel an obligation to give. We do an offering because it's one of the ways we believe we worship the Lord at Coastal, okay? As a guest, I'd love to have one thing from you on the side of that bulletin as a tear-off. If you would fill that out, drop that in the offering basket, and with your mailing information, we're not going to bombard you, but we do want to send you a thank you card for coming with just a little bit more information about Coastal Community Church, or you can let us know at the welcome desk, okay? So with that, let me pray. Uh, Usher you're going to come forward. We're going to watch this missions video. These are places that you can be involved, okay, in the ministries of Coastal Community Church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll take this offering, you'll multiply it to make Christ famous on the peninsula. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this new location. I want to thank you for the people that stood and said, you know, I was a part of it. Thank you for them giving their time, talent, and their treasure, Lord. And uh, Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll continue to use this local church to make Christ famous. We thank you for the hope of the gospel. We thank you that our, our Savior stepped in. He bore the wrath that my sin deserved. You poured out your wrath, and then he gave us the hope of eternal life by rising from the grave, authenticating both Jesus' claims and his mission. That's our hope, God. We want to take that message to every tribe, tongue, and nation so that everybody has the hope of not only the abundant life here on earth, but also eternal life, God. And so we give you praise for that. I pray that you'll use these offerings to multiply the name and fame of Jesus Christ. And it's in Christ's most precious name I pray. Amen.